Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line Scottish Women's Football Podcast. Uh, I'm your host Chris Marshall and joining me as always is Mr Campbell. Fine, listen, how are you doing this evening Campbell? I'm a bit frustrated Chris but all well to podcast this evening. Yeah, we're not going to go into your bus gripes. We've covered that already. I don't think anybody's listening. I should also stress it. Good afternoon and good morning because you could be listening to this at any time of the day. Do your podcasting. Um, this, uh, this evening, as we're recording, uh, we're going to be talking about this weekend's Scottish Women's Cup semi-finals, uh, Rangers against Glasgow City and Aberdeen against Motherwell. We're also going to talk about Scotland under 19s having a pretty good week in Poland. And we'll just wrap up uh, with the result from the SWPL the weekend just gone. But Campbell, let's start with the main event of this podcast. It's going to take up a, a good chunk of time, but I think it's because it's important to give this a good chunk of time. And it's Scottish Women's Cup semi-final day. Uh, it's up at Stirling, uh, Fourth Bank Stadium. What's your choice? What's your thoughts, sorry, on Stirling as a choice of venue first of all? I mean, it's not the worst, I guess. It was we were there obviously last year as well uh, for the two semi-finals. It's it's a fairly central venue, I guess. Maybe not the best for public transport links, but hopefully get some good crowds in for the game as well. Obviously, it's a disappointing class with the Scotland game, but the venue, I think, is pretty on the other side, so it's just looking forward to Sunday, hopefully we get a good game, a good day, sorry, with two good games. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Fourth Bank Stadium, I think it's the right size of stadium as well. I think the it was actually something that was mentioned in the press conferences today, and there will be um, some interview clips dotted throughout this podcast as well uh, from the press conferences from the from the four sides today and it was something that was mentioned by uh, Stuart the Hibs head, assistant head coach and he's talking about how it was nice to play at Easter Road when Hibs were playing in the Champions League but actually maybe a bit of something a bit smaller might have been a bit better so yeah I think fourth bank's pretty good pretty central and yeah not massive public transport but it's pretty easy to get to from both cities that are involved and Motherwell as well which is obviously a little bit further out um, but let's start with the first semi-final 12 o'clock kickoff. Rangers against Glasgow City. Um, Gamble, let's let's go through the, the route to the final first of all. Uh, you were at Rangers for third round game against Glasgow Girls. They obviously got had the first game postponed um, because of biblical rain, if I remember you describing it rightly. But they saw off Glasgow Girls six 0 and it was a pretty good start. This was still very early, and obviously Gregory Vinell rain as well. Yeah, it was um, one of the first games as well at the Hamill Training Centre. And Rangers, I think, they made a fair few changes actually for the original game. And I think it was almost perhaps underestimating Glasgow Girls. And they were, it was one all at half time when the game, 2 1 Rangers, sorry, when the game was called off. But Glasgow Girls were very much in it. But I think coming back the following week when it was drier, thankfully, um, it ended up being comfortable for Rangers that afternoon. It was a very good performance from a much stronger team that Greg Davinelle put out. And it was, just, it was a good start for them, just saying, comfortable for them to get through into the next round of the cup. Yeah, and then the next round they went on to take Farfar Farmington away. Farfar, obviously, in the relegation battle on SWPL1 at the moment. A comfortable 4 0 win. And then probably Campbell, their um, their biggest test so far in their cup run. A trip up north to play Aberdeen, who have been confirmed now as SWFL1 North winners this weekend. Um, a 1 0 victory. It was a clear game of penalty. But um, as we were talking about at the time, it was a game that could have gone either way. And Rangers were very pleased to get that result over the line, uh, for want of a non cliche term. Yeah, I mean, obviously Aberdeen were a couple of divisions below Rangers, but they'd beaten Spartans and they'd beaten Kilmarnock and getting there, so it was going to be tough going away up north. But um, and it was tight. Aberdeen obviously made it difficult for them, but Rangers' quality shone through in the end. And as you say, it was an important win for them to get to this stage of the cup now, but it wasn't an easy one, certainly. 
Yeah, so Rangers, I mean, at times you would look at the scores and suggest it's pretty forward, but obviously the Glasgow girls game had to be played again, and that first game, as you mentioned, uh, wasn't as straightforward as it appeared in that, that Aberdeen tie. Glasgow City, though, Campbell, far more straightforward path. Um, played a couple of SWFL sides in third and fourth rounds, uh, 16-0 against Edinburgh and Caledonia, who won their league, and Glasgow City then beat Dundee City 20-0 uh, at Peter's Hill Park in the fourth round, and Dundee City won the league, the league this weekend as well. So, I mean, they're playing lots of champions, which is good to see. And then probably the tie of the tournament so far, Campbell, uh, you were at that one, Celtic nil, Glasgow City to Kay Park. Um, it was a, a demonstration of why Glasgow City are just so good at the moment in this domestic context. Yeah, it was, it was Sunday after the return from their first leg in Moscow against Chertanovo, and Celtic were in good form, having won their previous three home games, but they had a few players out and Celtic seemed just pretty nervous that day. It was probably their best chance to beat uh, City over the season. Couldn't manage it, and in the end, City were just very comfortable in the end for them, really. It was a professional performance and two cracking goals um, from Leanne Ross and Kirsty Howitt that day, so it was very good from them. Disappointing from Celtic point of view, but City just showed why they're obviously the champions of Scotland. Yeah, and I mean, as you say, I think it was a disappointing day for Celtic that day and a, a good one for Glasgow City, but... Glasgow City having good days in Scotland is pretty much a habit, <laughs> um, let's be honest. But obviously, cup competitions for Glasgow City have been, um, well, for everybody apart from one other team in Scotland, the cup competitions have been a bit of a, a struggle to get over the line. Do you feel like this is maybe the best they've looked over the course of a season for the last couple of seasons when you look at how, how relentless they've been in the league in particular and obviously how well they've performed in Europe so far? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean... Obviously, as you're saying, they've been impressive in the league, winning every game so far. Then in the cup, they've been very comfortable in getting through uh, their three ties. They obviously expect them to beat most teams. Of it. It's Hibs that they've struggled with um, over the last few years, but avoided them until the final. If they can get there, and then Hibs can also get past Motherwell. So I mean, this probably is City's best chance. We'd fancy to beat Rangers, but see, they obviously played a couple of weeks ago as well at Hamel, and it was a lot tighter than you'd have thought. So hopefully, Rangers can give City a good game as well, but. With City's strength, it probably is their best chance of receiving the cup at some point this season. Yeah, I mean, the the interesting thing that, that crops up when I was doing a bit of research, obviously, into the fixtures ahead of this week and the preview pieces that will go up from leading the line, um, was that the both sides hadn't conceded a goal yet so far in this campaign. So, granted, Glasgow City up until the, the quarterfinals hadn't played teams that maybe you'd expect them to concede against. But Glasgow, uh, Rangers obviously have evolved over the course of the season and I know it's a it's a bit of a silly silly question I don't like using the word silly but it is it's a bit of a silly question to ask Campbell but you've got to think if Rangers are, have got a chance to, to beat Glasgow City when you consider that maybe they don't score as many goals as they probably would like to that keeping it tight at the back is going to be really important for them come Sunday yeah definitely I mean mentioned that game the other week you were obviously at that and they kept City down to two that after that night as well, which is, is good going, just given how many goals they've been rattling past teams even in Europe as well, obviously. So it's defensively is going to be crucial for Rangers if they have any chance. Obviously, they'll need to try and sneak a goal you know, on the counter from a set piece or something. But yeah, defensively, it's, it's imperative really that they actually keep, keep a clean sheet or even keep it down to one or maybe two goals. But it's, it's certainly going to be tough for them at the back with City's firepower up front. Yeah, I mean, Kirsty Howitt has scored eight goals so far in the, in the Scottish Cup and obviously the top goal scorer in the league just now as well. Um, Rangers, Hannah Robertson's the top goal scorer in the Cup with three goals. She's only really came into the side since the summer. Um, I know that she had some, some injury issues as well. Um, for, for Rangers, in terms of going forward, Campbell, what, what do you think their best approach might be in terms of 
breaking City down because as much as and this is just Glasgow City at the moment, they are they're strong in the middle, they're strong up front, they're strong at the back. So if you're being, if you're Gregory Vignal and you're plotting a, a path to the final, what do you think might be your best tactic going forward? I mean, it's obviously tough, but as you're saying, their City have two good attacking fullbacks when they're playing these games. And also Nicola Doherty is great going forward, but sometimes there's a bit of space at the back. So if Rangers have a chance, you think they're probably going to get down the wings. Um, City saying the back pairings have been pretty good this season. Obviously, it's just saying they don't really concede too many. Um, but I think it's in the wings at all. I mean, we've seen the likes of Brogan Hay, obviously. Um, Rosie McQuillan, even at 15, has been doing really great recently as well. Players like that, they can hopefully for Rangers anyway try and force City down the wings a wee bit more um, and then obviously Lee Alexander Scotland's number one and arguably the best keeper in the country here as well but um, she's obviously really testing a lot of games so if City can uh, Rangers already can try and put her under pressure as well then they'll have a chance but it will really be tough for them no matter what their tactics are on Friday come Sunday Yeah I think you're right I think it's a tough ask for Rangers and um Anybody who's at Rangers you speak to about it is fully aware of that. So that there's no naivety about the the fact that this is a really tough task for them. But the results have closed in. They started the season with a, with an eight 0 loss at, up at Peters Hill Park, um, and then they played Glasgow City twice quite recently. You've obviously mentioned the two 0 defeat at the Hummel, which I was at, um, and just a couple of weeks prior to that they lost four 0 as well. So they haven't scored yet against City, which is obviously something they'll have to do if they want to cause an upset. And it would be an upset if Rangers did that. That's, there's no doubt about that at all. Yeah, so looking ahead to the match on Sunday, Campbell, um, Glasgow City obviously have got a lot of games in the horizon. They, they're travelling to Denmark uh, to play Bromby in the Champions League next midweek after the, the Scottish Cup. What kind of side do you think Scott Booth will put out? They've obviously, in the league at least, changed the bodies about a couple of times. We've seen some of the younger players come on and get game-time players like uh, Lucy Sinclair, Hannah Scott, who's been away with the under-19s, for example. Do you think he's going to be put out, out his strongest side, or do you think it's just going to be a side that will get the job done, or a bit of both? I can imagine Scott will put out his, his strongest team in the pretty much got the league wrapped up. Obviously, the Champions League is crucial as well, but it'll be pretty much near the city's strongest team as you can get. The Cup is one that we know they want to win. Um, I've actually mentioned Lee Alexander. It may well be in Clackers and go. I know she's featured in a couple of the Cup games eh, so far, so there's maybe the chance there. But otherwise, I don't see too many changes. So you would imagine it'll be along the lines of the strongest team, maybe the likes of Carla Jerusalem, Jenna Clark, maybe be rested. Obviously, I haven't been away with Poland, but I think it'll be fairly solid team that goes up against Rangers come Sunday. Yeah, I mean, Glasgow City won the trophy eight times. Rangers actually have never won it. I was I was having a look at it. I've been finalists in 2009-2010, but I haven't won the trophy. Um, I was at the press call uh, today for the semi-finals, and I got to speak to uh, Rangers head coach Gregory Vignal, defender Emma Brownlee, and then I also got to speak to Scott Booth and Leanne Crichton from Glasgow City. So I'm just going to play those clips just now, and then we'll be back after it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good game to play, you know, against a really good team, um, against City, best team in the country right now. So, of course, uh, we are expecting a really good game. Uh, I think it's it's good for the squad, you know, because the girls uh, work so hard since July and uh, hopefully it will be a, a nice, nice weekend. Well, I think every game is different, you know, so City are so strong, you know, a big squad, international players, so the gap between us and City is quite big right now, so it will be it's nothing to lose for us, you know, and uh, I hope the girl will enjoy the game. Of course, when you work for Rangers, you want to win every single day game because that's part of the DNA, that's part of the club. But like I said, you know, uh, the, the, the last three months, uh, they work really hard and uh, they need to enjoy the game on, on, on Sunday.
I think it's exciting. Um, obviously, like you want to win everything that you're in, um, so it's exciting going into a semi-final. Um, we're not naive to think it'll be easy. Um, Glasgow City are a very strong team at the moment, so it'll be a tough game, but um, it's 90 minutes of football and anything can happen. I think, to be fair, um, I bring a sort of experience, um, having, having won it before. I think, obviously, we understand it's a tough game on Sunday, um, but I think in any cup competition, you have to beat the top teams to go on and win it anyway. Um, wherever that be in the competition, um, so we're looking forward to it. I've noticed a massive change in um, Rangers because the last time um, I played Rangers at the end of last season um, and the team that they are now is nothing like the team they were then. It's got another Scottish Cup semi-final, how are you feeling about it? Good, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, been a little bit of a break there for the national team um, games and uh, uh, it's just nice to to focus back on on playing matches, we know that it's kind of like a second phase for us, uh, having come through the the, the Champions League games. Um, we now know we're going to go into a Scottish Cup semi-final and then another Champions League game. So it's a really important, uh, crucial phase, and it's the phase that the players really enjoy the most in the season. It's the, the hardest, but it's the best. What are you expecting from Rangers? I expect them to up their game again. They've been doing that. Um, I expect a tough game. I expect them to continue to do what they've been doing, which is you know play good football, play it from the back, try and you know develop their players and make them better. And uh, that's for me what they've definitely done this season. And I think our our players know that it's going to be a, a tough game, and we have to you know. Play to our, our best, play to our strengths, and we know that they've got you know areas where they can hurt us if we don't do that. The more teams that bring a challenge to us will only make us better. Um, it's like being in a team where you you sign good players. It makes training sessions better. Um, to have that week in week out makes you more determined. I wouldn't say at Glasgow City we're in a comfort zone because we don't dominate all three competitions right now. So um, for us, we're still trying to make ourselves better. Um, but I think for the game to improve and to have fans coming to watch and there being more competitive matches and more close encounters, I think that's got to be better. And as I speak about the investment at grassroots level, there's no point in having that investment at grassroots level if you don't have jobs at the, the end point for these players. Um, I certainly wouldn't go and study a degree that I don't have a job at the end of it. So if you're asking people to invest in sport and football and become better, you have to pay them at the end of it. So the fact that Rangers are doing that and offering these players contracts and that Celtic... Um, you know, hopefully we'll be doing the same. Glasgow City, we know have professional players at the club already, and I think everybody um, can keep making those positive steps moving forward. And certainly for me as a player, that's what we need. So Campbell, um, what's, let's let's get to the the nitty gritty of this one. We've heard from from Gregory and from Emma. What's your predictions for Sunday for this first semi final, twelve o'clock kick off? Can Rangers cause an upset, or are Glasgow City set for another crack at getting a domestic cup trophy under their belts? I mean, anything can happen in a game of football, obviously, so Rangers can, but it's going to be right tough and you would have to fancy, uh, fancy City for that game. I just hope Rangers can keep it a bit tighter as they have done some of the league games, obviously. They played in uh, the SWPL Cup semis back in well, back in May, maybe, was it? Uh, at Clyde, and were comfortable beating 5-1 that day, so hopefully they can give City more of a game, but you have to fancy uh, Glasgow City to be the team going into the final. Yeah, obviously the romantic in me and my allegiances would love love me to say that Rangers are going to shock Glasgow City and make it to the final, but 
I think there's definitely a determination in Glasgow City at the moment to finally break this this cup. Who did this eight? There's been seven domestic trophies since they've won one uh, in terms of cups, obviously. So yeah, I, I fancy Glasgow City to also come through that one. Um, let's move us on to the second semi-final, which is Hibernian against Motherwell. Um, Campbell, Hibs played Motherwell uh, last weekend, a 2-0 win uh, for them at Ravens, Craig. And I think that's probably a, a good sighter for Hibs and Motherwell. And when speaking to, to Donald Geno and the assistant uh, head coach Stuart at uh, um, Hibernian, they both referenced that game and how it felt a lot closer. Is this, of the two semi-finals, do you think this is the one where potentially a shock is more likely? In terms of league placings, maybe, but I mean, there's not really too much difference obviously between them. Hibs are obviously a great side. They're playing tonight. Whether that has any impact or not eh, come Sunday, we don't know. But Motherwell, uh, they've been pretty well organised in their cup run as well so far. So I mean, hopefully they can keep it fairly tight as well and give Hibs a game. Hopefully the Rangers can against City. They have done, as you say, it was 2 nothing last week. But like having getting those goals and they've been reasonably close to them in the previous games, but obviously you look back to the, we got to the final last year where Hibs demolished them, sorry. So, I mean, again, it's going to be tough. It's probably more likely to be closer than City Rangers, but if Hibs turn up and perform the way they can, then it should be comfortable afternoon for them. But as they mother well, they're certainly no pushovers. They've got some great players in their squad as well. And hopefully it's going to be another game that can be very tight and go all the way. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right to say it. I think if Hibs turn up, it will be a, a, a Hibs a Hibs into the final. Um, I think Motherwell will have shown in spells, and I think we've talked about this before that they can be well organised and that they have a couple of players to cause problems. Uh, one of those players is Chelsea McEachern. She's been uh, nominated for the SWPL Player of the Month, along with uh, Brogan Hay, Rachel Todd, and somebody else who's totally escaped me just now, Kira Johnson from Dundee United. And you'd get there in the end. Um, and she's actually had a really good couple of months. And I think she's very worthy of that SWPL uh, Player of the Month nomination, Campbell. And you think, even though she's very young, um, she could be a catalyst for something to happen for, for Motherwell come Sunday? Yeah, definitely. I mean, she'd have been my uh, vote for the Player of the Month as well. Cheers, McEachern. I've seen her in a couple of occasions for Motherwell this month and has looked very dangerous. Um, was obviously the crucial player, sorry, in that game up in Forfar on the Friday night and what was a poor game but she certainly stood out stood out as well in the cup uh, in the last round against, uh, two rounds ago sorry against Inverness so I mean she's Motherwell's sort of main attacking threat at the minute and hopefully again as you can see she can have an impact on the Hibs defence and try and get Motherwell something but she's certainly probably their most likely route to go yeah, and, and for Bernie, I mean, the, the, the probably the standout thing for their cup run so far has been Siobhan Hunter's goal-scoring form and pre-scored in every round so far. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if she keeps it up in the semi-finals, but uh, for Bernie, obviously, they've had a lot of games. You've mentioned that they're playing for for Farmington uh, tonight in the SWPLs, tonight being Tuesday night, the, whatever date we're on there, I'll lose track of the dates, but uh, Tuesday night before the <laughs> semi-finals. Uh, and uh, they, they've had, obviously, a lot of games, a lot of travel, um, and they have a, a very tight-knit squad, um, I, I'd assume that Grant's got will have his strongest side outcome Sunday afternoon, though, especially given almost Hibs affinity now with the domestic competitions in Scotland. Yeah, I mean, also the Scottish Cups, Hibs only real focus now. Obviously, there's there's no second place for them in the Champions League, uh, Champions League spots. They're finished second place in the league, um, so that's also not their main aim now. As you're saying, they've been retaining the cup that they've won the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a couple of changes for their team tonight, but it should be back to full strength again come Sunday afternoon when they face Motherwell, and you would have to imagine that they'll be the team that comes out on top, as we say, but you never know what can happen in a game of football. 
Yeah, you've, you've mentioned that. And also, let's let's talk about their path to that stage where Rishabon has scored each of the goals. So in the third round, um, I think I've actually been at all of Hibs games by some quirk of fate. So uh, the first round was uh, Hibernian 5, Stirling University to nil. Uh, this game's probably more notable for the venue. It was played at Pennycook Park. There was over 300 folk there. It absolutely teamed it down that night. But Hibernian really good. Um, came off the back of a, a similar victory against Stirling University in the league the, the previous Sunday. Um, they then took on uh, Edinburgh Rivals Hearts at the Orion, another big crowd. And I think what I've been heartened with, Campbell, uh, they, they won 7-1 that day after going 1-0 down to a Danny McGinley goal for Hearts. Um, Hibs eventually broke them down just before half-time and then put their foot, on, foot to the pedal. And then they made it past Hamilton Academical 3-0 at Ainsley Park in the quarterfinals. Wasn't a vintage Hibernian performance. Um, Grant Scott said that afterwards and the players kind of knew that as well. Hamilton played very well that day for, the, for their accounts, but... What I have been heartened with, Campbell, uh, in terms of Hibernian anyways, especially for the, the kind of earlier ring games, is there's been a good crowd. And I know we've touched on the fact that the Scotland men's team are playing at five o'clock on the same day. And we can go round in circles about whether or not how you accommodate both sets of games or whether it's different sports. And there's a lot of chat about that today, which I haven't included in the podcast because this is purely focusing on, on the semi-finals. But... Have you got expectations for a good crowd on, on Sunday? And do you see that crowd kind of going across both games? Because obviously it's two games, one place. It's a, it's a long time for some people. Do you see that being being a big a big number that we see on Sunday? I'd hope to see a big number. I mean, obviously the first game, City, are, they've got their own they've got their own decent support there, of course they do, but they're obviously not got that affiliation to an actual club, so whether many make the journey through Ways to be seen, obviously, again with Rangers. You're hoping that more folk come through. They're obviously one of the biggest clubs in Scotland and the world to many people, obviously. So it'll be good to see. Hopefully, you get a good crowd in for that. Whether you get folk staying for the two games, it's, it's debatable, obviously. It's, as you say, it's a long afternoon. Obviously, there's a big gap in the middle in case of extra time. But if there's no extra time, you're looking at almost, it's over an hour and a half, really, between uh, full time in the first game and kick off in the second, and that can be a bit off putting. For a lot of people, obviously, it's hard to accommodate with extra time and teams warming up and things. But um, yeah, hopefully for Motherwell Hibs as well, as you're saying, both teams, even in the cup final last year, have had good crowds in. And again, you would just hope to see that come Sunday. Yeah, and, and for Motherwell, I mean, Campbell, you've actually probably seen a good chunk of Motherwell's cup run when I'm looking at it just now as well. Um, they started with the 2 0 win against Partick Thistle uh, after extra time. Uh, they were 0-0 and I think it was uh, two goals in extra time in the second period of extra time the first period of extra time sorry that they did for Motherwell um, they then faced Inverness Cardinal and Thistle it beat them 5-0 in the fourth round and then their last game the quarterfinal against Motherwell they won 5-0 um, you, were, you were at at least one of these, these games Campbell forgive me for not remembering which one what's your take on Motherwell's progress in the Cup so far this season? And we lost the, they got there the final last season, but they've done well again in getting there, again to semis this year. It's it's not been an easy route through. Obviously, Patrick Thistle, which we've seen in SWPL2, are a, a hard side to break down, and it showed that, obviously, just going through extra time. Um, Inverness as well, beaten up Javel, who are obviously in SWPL2, but perhaps not the greatest opposition this season. Then. But yeah, they, they played really well against Inverness. Inverness weren't a bad side that day either, but Motherwood really showed, especially in the first half. Yeah, just a good aside there to get through there. And obviously, again, you another lower league team, Queen's Park, um, in the last round, which ended up being a pretty comfortable afternoon for them there. But, yeah, they should be, they'll be full of confidence in the game. Obviously, Hibs are not an easy side to play, but Motherwell will fancy that they've got every chance of getting through if they can perform the way that they've played in the previous round so far. 
Yeah, and I think the the result in the, the final last year, I think we need to talk about it because it happened. It was 8 0 to Bernian against Motherwell. It was very one sided. It was a Motherwell side going through a bit of transition at the wrong time of the season. Um, a lot of that squad now aren't involved in it. It's one of the things that Georgia Rafferty, who was at the, the press conference, was talking about in terms of. Um, in terms of she doesn't really feel like that, she's just there to do her best. So I think that result is a bit of a it's a bit of a false false idol. But in terms of uh, a point to talk about this, which is just given the amount of people that have left, both Motherwell and Tabernian. Tabernian obviously were pillaged somewhat, and you know Brownlee, who's playing for Rangers uh, this weekend, was a member of the Bernie team that won that Scottish Cup last season. Yeah, so I was at the press conference today, uh, as I spoke to earlier on, you've already heard from Rangers in Glasgow City. Um, now let's hear from Hibernian and Motherwell from Hibs. They had Leah Tweedy there and Stuart Maguire, assistant head coach. And Motherwell had head coach Donald Geno and uh, Georgia Rafferty. So have a listen to that and then come back and hear our predictions. It's always exciting to go to uh, uh, into the semi-finals of Scottish Cup. We've, uh, as you know, we've done pretty well with that over the last few seasons. So uh, the girls just love it. We're really excited about being part of that challenge uh, to get to a final. Uh, we know it's going to be tough, but uh, we're really excited. The girls are uh, either really focused on what's coming up, but we've got a game tonight as well, so that takes a wee bit of priority. Uh, we still need to get over those kind of hurdles, but overall, uh, really excited about the, the challenge that we've got uh, this weekend. Uh, and we know it's going to be a tough challenge as well. We've played them recently. So for us... Uh, yeah, the Motherwell are a good team this season, so we know it's uh, it's going to be a challenge to get to that final. But last season we had arguably one of the best squads that Hibs have ever had. You know, I think we were challenging in all fronts last year. By uh, we weren't, we were very close to winning the league last year as well. So I don't think it's just about the cups. I think we wanted to challenge for the league uh, last year, and I thought we did that very, very well. And we were very unfortunate. Uh, not to get the treble last year. So I don't think we're just a... I think we're kind of seen as a cup team. I think this season there's been a few more challenges. We've lost, uh, as it's been uh, uh, talked about, we've lost a lot of players. Uh, so this season was always going to be a bit more of a challenge getting into the season and challenge for the league. So the cups are the things that we've been focusing in on. Uh, managed to retain the League Cup, which was fantastic. Uh, we've got a young squad. They're hungry. So it's our cup to lose. So they're really determined to hold on to this. And I think that showed in that cup final we weren't uh, going to sit back and, and let another team take it. We want uh, we want to hold on to these cups. So getting into these next uh, games, that, that will be shown again. You just don't want to lose it, do you? It's yours to lose. Uh, we've held on to it. Uh, we, we absolutely loved the cup final last year, the whole... Uh, as an event as well, it was excellent. We felt it was a step forward. It was quite a special day. And the girls like those days. They, they step up to them. They love that challenge. Uh, and I think to get into that, if we can get to another final, I think would be a very exciting time. But it's a, you know, first of all, we've got to go over the hurdle uh, here. So it's our cup. We want to hold on to it. And uh, I hope we can do it. Do you feel different going into these games in a way, but when you look at games like, for example, the game against Glasgow City at the end of last season, that's, for me and the rest of the players, that's like a cup final because it's got the same outcome, really. So the last game, we we had to win that to win the league. So it's the same as a league cup final. So in a sense, yeah, but in a sense, a lot of the league games mean mean the same to us as well, like, like when we're playing against Glasgow City. Um, 
So it does create a bit more of a buzz and it's a bit more of a uh, atmosphere because of the occasion. Um, semi-finals and finals, you know, that's what we that's what we aim to to achieve as a club. So I think there is a bit more of a buzz and a bit more sort of adrenaline, but I think the same sort of um, feelings are created in the league at times as well. One of the main reasons for my determination this season was that result. I'm not going to shy away from that. It's not what it's not the standards I want to be remembered for, or the results that I want to be remembered for as a coach or as a manager. Um, and so, you know, for me, it's things that hurts. The fortunate thing for me is very few of my players were involved in that. So it's me that holds that, and it's me that carries that. But the players don't need to worry about it. In terms of, of the game itself, then it must be huge for, for the players to have that opportunity to get there again. And that's exactly what it is. It's an opportunity. Um, the girls have worked incredibly hard to get themselves this chance in the semi-final of a national competition and I want them to go out and approach it as an opportunity and, and nothing more than that. It's a chance for them to go and showcase what they're capable of and, and hopefully reap the rewards of it at the end. As a player, this is the game you want to be playing in. So um, I think we've got a relatively young squad. For many of them, it's probably their first experience at a semi-final at this level. Um, so for them, it's about enjoying it as well. Um, she don't get these opportunities often, so yeah, definitely looking forward to it. We've done tasks in, in Hibs, but one you must be relishing as well. With, you know, the target on the back of the holders and whatnot, but that must be the objective for you guys. Then. Yeah, of course, Hibs are a fantastic side. There's no denying it. Um, you're getting the opportunity to test yourself against some of the best in the country. So yeah, just one we're looking forward to. So Campbell, um, that you've heard, we've heard from everybody now. Hibs Motherwell, can I get your predictions for this one? Uh, this is a half past three kickoff at Fourth Bank Stadium. Um, what's your thoughts, Hibs Motherwell? Again, you're obviously having to fancy Hibs um, for this one, but as Motherwell, they, they've taken confidence on the performances in the last few weeks. But I fancy Hibs will win it by a couple of goals, maybe. But I don't think it'll be maybe quite as open as Glasgow City against Rangers. But I'll go for Hibs. Yeah, I think. I think I've got a favour Hibs as well. If Hibs get motoring, then they, they could win quite comfortably. But that, that result last weekend in, in the league, the, that 2 0 win, and it probably shows the kind of the difference in both semi finals, Campbell, the fact that we're clinging on to 2 0 wins for the, the favourites as a, a sign that it could be close. But yeah, I, I think I've got to go for Hibs, which means we're, we're probably looking at Glasgow City Burning final. But I think we both wouldn't be objecting to Motherwell Orange just causing an upset because it will give us something good to talk about while we're there. Uh, but yeah, so semi-finals are this Sunday, the 13th of October, 12 o'clock for Rangers against Glasgow City, half past three for Hibernian against Motherwell. Entry is £5 for adults, £2 for concessions. It's free for under-12s. And you can also win a family of four bundle uh, via leading the line. Just make sure you go onto the Twitter page, like and retweet the pinned tweet, um, and also do what else it says on there, because I can't remember it just now. <laughs> but yeah, and we'll announce the winner for that on Friday. But Campbell, there was... A wee bit of uh, domestic action at the weekend. Not not much. Um, in SWPL2, it was another one for St. Johnson. Uh, 7-0. Away to Hutchinson Vale. Uh, they had to move the game from the sorting enclosure because it was, again, bi- biblical rain seems to be a running theme at the moment. Um, but another one for St. Johnson. 7-0 against Hutchinson Vale. They'll be happy with that. That's three wins in the bounce. And it's a real turnaround for them. Yeah, definitely. I know we talk pretty much every week about how St Johnston are not the worst side in the world to watch, but they're just losing out by the odd goal or two. So if you go three games in the bounce, three wins in the bounce, it's very good for them, obviously. Some tougher games beforehand, but against Hutch, you were expecting them really to win that one. Comfortably, they took a wee while to get going, but I think once they did and they were in their stride, it was just easy how many they'd score. Settled at seven, but it's another great win for them. And they're just sort of slowly kind of 
closing in the gap on some of the teams in the round them in the league there. Yeah, it's a good strong end to the season for them. As you say, they were they were one 0 up at half time through Ashley Fish, but in the second half they, they, they obviously had a bit of more fitness, a bit more experience came into play and they, they rattled up the goals and make it seven 0 Um now because it is Scottish Cup weekend, there isn't any SWPL fixtures as far as I can make out. Obviously um, Hibernian are playing for performance in the night of which we're recording. But I do want to give a shout out to the performance leagues. I actually ended up going to Aberdeen against Celtic in the uh, under nineteens performance league last weekend. And it's probably one of the best games of football I've been to this season. Finished four each. There was lots of good stuff. There was lots of lots of not some some good stuff. Um, the fans were having a go at each other, which I really wasn't expecting. Um, yeah, really good stuff. So have by all means visit the Scottish Women's Football website. And if you can't make up to Stirling and you've got something a bit more local, then by all means pop down there. But the semi-finals will also be on BBC Online. So just bear that in mind. Uh, Campbell, let's move away from domestic side though, because. The under-19s have been Poland, we talked about it last week, and they have had a pretty good trip, let's be honest. Yeah, definitely. I mean, also we spoke last week about the 4-0 win over Bulgaria, where they were fairly comfortable there, obviously. And then followed up with a draw with Croatia on Saturday, which put them through guaranteed anyway. But the win today in Lodge, um, Jenny Smith with the only goal, obviously, is they beat uh, Poland, the host, to go through the top of the group with seven points out of nine. So it's, it's fantastic for them, certainly. Especially having they've lost, obviously, some of their key players after the Euros in the summer there. But it's good to see that some of the younger ones coming in can make an impact. And hopefully they can then go and qualify for the Euros again when it comes to the elite round. But it's a fantastic week for them, obviously. And they'll be delighted with some of the players coming back to the league action, uh, cup actions already this weekend. Yeah, and I think the, the thing to talk about, Campbell, is this is a, a much younger squad than the one that played at the European Championships this summer. The, the likes of... Amy Muir and Jamie Lee Napier have made the step up and obviously have been recognised by, by Shelley Kerr. Um, it's, it's a really good sign, but I think what's, what will be interesting, Campbell, is how they um, how they perform in this next stage because the elite the elite group stage is is another the elite group stage is another level up. Just doing my rock impression in the middle of the podcast now. Um, it's another level up, and it'll be a, a much bigger challenge for what is quite a young squad. Yeah, it will be, but. They will be full of confidence. I think obviously go to Poland there as we say and pick up some great results. I mean most of them playing week in, week out in Scotland and obviously some down in England. It's they're always going to be confident at that age. They've got everything to look forward to in this career. So they'll be they'll be hoping when these games that they can go and produce even more great performances and get more great results. But there's no reason why they won't go in with any with full of confidence, as I say, sorry. And they won't be free, uh, afraid of anybody. So hopefully they can go in and give a good account of themselves when those uh, ties come round. Yeah, and um, I know that the under-17s are playing in Scotland quite soon as well. I think one of the days, uh, maybe next uh, the next SWPL weekend, it's potential that um, Hibs are playing before or after one of the under-17 sides. So I might go through Tedmer for that one. But obviously keep a wee eye on the, the Scottish uh, national team channels for anything to do with the SWNT uh, and the young team, which as a hashtag I quite like. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's pretty good stuff. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, but yeah, that wraps up for this week and this kind of... Preview heavy uh, of the Scottish Cup semi-finals, but I think it's a good thing to do. Uh, Campbell, I take it you're on match reporting duty uh, this Sunday? Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's one or both games at the minute, but I'll certainly be there and hopefully do some interviews as well at full time. Yeah, I will be there. I'll be running the social media channels for Scottish women's football. So I'll, I'll be there, it's obviously, at first bank for both games. I had to stick it to the Scotland game, but women's football is more important this weekend. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, if you want to follow Campbell, you can do so at... Yeah, Twitter at Campbell62 
Yeah, you can follow me at MFP Tasty. And of course, you can follow Leading the Line at Leading the Line. Uh, you obviously subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, leave five stars, tell everybody it's awesome. Enter the competition. And obviously, love to hear your feedback and thoughts. It's always good to get get that. We do get that. Um, I know sometimes you might not think we do, but we do. We really listen to it and it's great to hear. So for now, hopefully see you all in Stirling on Sunday. If not, uh, enjoy the rest of the week and we'll speak to you again soon. It doesn't matter.